Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. We're so glad that you are tuned in to this broadcast right here on WMAF. It's time for Let's Talk About Jesus. I'm so glad to be able to bring you some good news in a bad news world. And we have a great promise from God uh, in, in the New Testament that is so important that we really get a hold of in these days that we are living. Jesus promised something to every generation of Christians uh, down through all of these years. Uh, since He made that promise, He is a promise keeping God, and He keeps His covenant, uh, His promises to a thousand generations. That means right now, right here, and right now, He is keeping a promise that He made. And the promise He made was, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. And the, 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 the actual promise was made with an emphatic emphasis. We would read it from the Greek like this, literally, I will never, no, never leave you, nor forsake you. I will go with you all the way, even unto the end of the age. That is His personal promise to you and to me today. And because Christ is with us, we can take courage in our heart in this very discouraging time that we are living in, where bad news is inevitable, it is around us, and I hear Here's the bad news, further bad news. I want to give you uh, something to offset that in just a moment. But the Bible said of, of these times that we are living, that evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. That's why we're seeing all of the chaos and carnage that we're seeing, not only with ISIS in the Middle East, but even in our own nation with the crime and the atrocities that are being committed when people are killing families, killing themselves, killing other innocent people. We're living in a violent world, and it is getting worse by the day. The important thing to remember is, number one, Christ is with us in these perilous times. And number two, Jesus is coming very, very soon. Praise God. Amen. So I want to bring you good news today. In the midst of this bad news world, the bad news is the world isn't going to get better until Christ comes. The good news is Jesus is coming very soon very soon. And until He comes, we have His personal promise to never leave us and never forsake us. He is with you today right where you are in your circumstance if you are a Christian. He wants to be with you today if you're not a Christian and He wants you to be with Him and live with Him in the place He's prepared forever. So if you're not a Christian, do not, uh, do not uh, exempt yourself from this Bible study. Join us today as we go to the Word of God and we receive some good news from the Bible and from the heart of God. Amen. We're glad that you're tuned in as we always are. We're glad to be part of the broadcast family right here on WMAF and we are especially glad that you are part of the listening family right there in Madison, Florida and North Georgia and uh, uh, wherever this broadcast is reaching you 
If you've come to our website, downloaded this edition of Let's Talk About Jesus, thank you for coming. We pray you will come back and uh, and enjoy the Word of God and, and employ it into your very life. Amen. We're talking about a subject that we are continuing about living in the now of your salvation, living in the now of your salvation. And we're going to begin with a scripture with that word in it and read others today. Romans chapter 5, verse 9 through 11. Romans chapter 5, verse 9 through 11. It says much more than being now justified by his blood. We shall be saved from wrath through him. For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. We have now received the atonement. Out of that atoning work of Christ at the cross, His atoning blood that was shed for us, we are not in that situation we were before we came to Jesus. Now, everything has changed. The day you come to Christ, you begin to live in all of those pertinent promised realities of the new birth and of His atoning sacrifice. And that's what we're talking about. Before coming to Christ, we were under the influence of the evil one. We were dead in our sin. Literally, we were separated from God. Our conscience was dead. It wasn't alive to where God could convict us. And, and, and it was operational to a degree. But when you get saved, the Bible said, And you hath he quickened. And we're going to read that from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 through 5. And it simply begins with, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in times past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for His great love where He loved us, even when we were dead in our sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are ye saved. You see, that was then, and this is now. God's great mercy and His great love has made a way for we who were in that state of sinfulness, that state of separation from God, that state of being uh, rebellious and walking according to the course of this world and, and, and not, not holding back, giving in to every temptation. Now, all of that, if you are a Christian, that has Changed. That was then, but this is now. Even when we were dead in sins, we have been quickened. 
That word in the Greek means given life. It means resurrected from those dead works and from that deadened uh, relationship with God to a living relationship with God. Amen. Hallelujah. We all have a past and we were all unrighteous, fit for wrath, unfit for the kingdom of God. But friend of mine, that was then. This is now. Look at with me at 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 9 through 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 9 through 11. It says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor the effeminate, nor the abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But ye are washed, ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. That was then, but this is now. Everybody has a past, but because of what Jesus has done at the cross, now that past is gone, and we need to get past that past. Part of that is what Paul was talking about when he said, forgetting the things which are behind and reaching forth to the things that are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling in Jesus Christ. You cannot go forward in your life and in your spiritual development until you let go of the past and don't ever let the enemy continue to accuse you and make you feel ashamed and guilty for the sins that God has forgiven and that the blood of Christ has washed away. Amen and amen. Someone said one time, the next time the devil reminds you of where you've been, just remind him of where he's going. I know it's not that simplistic, but the Bible did say in the book of Revelation, uh, chapter 12, now is the accuser of our brethren cast down that accused them before God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And they loved not their life unto the death. Oh, friend of mine, what God has done in Jesus Christ for you and what God has done in Jesus Christ for me has eliminated all of those sins that we committed, eliminated all of the evidence <laughs> that the enemy would use to accuse us any further. Hallelujah. Because of the atoning work of Jesus at the cross, that was then and this is now. Hallelujah. We were filled with guilt and shame. We were slaves to sin, self, and Satan, but our sins have been forgiven, and we are set free to serve God. Romans chapter 6, verse 21 and 22 says, For what fruit had ye in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now, <laughs> I, 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 wanted, I, I just want this radio audience to say it with me today. Would you say it with me? That was then. 
but this is now. That was then, but this is now. But now, being made free from sin, and you now being made free from sin and become servants to God, you have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. Praise God. You know, the Bible said, let us draw near with our hearts sprinkled. Uh, hearts sprinkled. That meant that, that guilty conscience uh, because of past sins. That is to be washed away. We should never let it, let it keep us from coming to God. From coming into His presence to worship Him. To coming into His presence when we pray. To, to know what He's done with our sins because of the atoning work of Jesus. That we live in the now of our forgiveness, not in the past guilt and shame, but in the now of our standing with God. Literally standing in our standing with the Lord. Our conscience sprinkled from evil, the New Testament says. That means we don't dwell on that that makes us feel guilty and ashamed. I like that great old hymn of the faith that says the old account was settled long ago. You see, that was then, but this is now. Hallelujah. Being made free from sin and become servants to God. Ye have your fruit unto holiness, and the end is everlasting life. See, friend, before coming to Jesus Christ, we had no spiritual identity. We were hopelessly lost, and we had no basis uh, for believing God and trusting God and, and receiving the help we need from God. But that was then, and this is now. Listen to the then and the now. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. That at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope, and without God in the world. But now, verse 13 says, But now, in Christ Jesus, ye who were sometimes far off, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. <laughs> but now, you see that was then, and this is now. Now, a mighty change has come. We can call God our Father, and we have been brought into His royal family. I want to verify that in the Bible from First Peter chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. It said, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of Him who hath called you out of darkness into His marvelous light, which in times past were not a people, but now, you see, here's our identity, but now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, that was then, but now have obtained mercy, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Hallelujah. Literally, a ransom people. That's what distinguishes us. We have been bought and redeemed by the blood of Jesus 
Christ. And it gives us a standing with God that is unique to those that have come to Christ by faith and come to God by faith in Jesus Christ. We are now the children of God, the family of God, the very sons and daughters of God. 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 and 2 says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew Him not. Beloved, now we are the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. Hallelujah. Amen. It doesn't appear what we're going to be, but we know who we are now. We have a spiritual identification. We have a spiritual affiliation. Hallelujah. Now we are the sons of God. It goes on to say, and if we are sons of God, we are heirs of God. And if we're heirs of God, then we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Friend of mine, Satan can no longer accuse us and our conscience should no longer condemn us because the vicious circle of sin and death has been broken. In Romans chapter 7, you see the Apostle Paul before putting his complete trust in Christ for his salvation and victory, trying, trying, to gain favor with the Lord and to be right with God by keeping all of the commandments and all of the law. And in Romans 7, he said, When I would do good, (laughs) evil presents itself. (laughs) He said, And I find a law in my members that the flesh wars against the Spirit. The Spirit wars against the flesh. And he was so exhausted uh, emotionally, spiritually, and and I'm I'm sure it affects us spiritually, uh, physically as well. He was so fatigued. He said, Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of sin? In other words, when I would do good, I find myself being tempted to do evil. When I try to do good, I stumble and I fall and I fail. And then I'm filled with guilt and shame and I'm just worn down. I'm wore out. That word wretched means someone is exhausted after a a fight uh, to the point that they are so weary they cannot continue to fight any longer. So he cries out in this state of fatigue, uh, this state of constant give and take in this war that's going on between the flesh and the spirit. Trying to be perfected after the flesh will never, never work. It will never work. We have to be supported by Christ. We have to be strengthened by Jesus Christ. But make no mistake about it. If you change, you, you can't change yourself. But you can change your mind about yourself. And you can change your mind about your sin. And you can change your mind about the road that you are on. And when you decide by an act 
a volitional act of your will, and you put your trust in God for what you are not and what you do not have, but what you want to be and what you want to possess, God will give you the strength. God will give you the grace. God will receive you just like you are. And I often say this, and I'm going to say it to this listening audience today. Amen. God will accept you just like you are when you come to Him with a repentant heart and faith in the finished work of Jesus. He loves you just the way you are, and He will receive you just the way that you are. But He loves you too much to leave you that way. A mighty change is going to come. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Paul said in the last verse of Romans 7, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of sin? I thank God through Jesus Christ. And that thought is not broken as we go to Romans 8. I want you to say this with me again in this listening audience. That was then. That was then. That was then. But what we're about to read, this is now. Romans 8 and verse 1 and 2 begins with, There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. One translation reads, and I think it's very good, He has broken that vicious circle of sin and death. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. The Bible said, Whom the Son has set free, He is free indeed. This is real freedom. Freedom from the guilt. Freedom from the shame. Freedom from the slavery of sin and freedom to serve the living God, and freedom to truly follow Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The enemy cannot continue to accuse that person who has come to God because he has trusted Jesus Christ as his Savior and has repented of his sin. Friend of mine, I want you to know, when God forgives you, He will not allow anyone else to accuse you. I'm going to say that again. When God forgives you, He will not allow anyone else to accuse you. The enemy can't. Angels won't. Oh, people will. But you need, amen, to not allow not only other people to continue to accuse you, but you need to not allow not allow your own conscience to accuse you anymore. You must and I must get past the past because the past is now gone as far as God is concerned. There's a song that says, What sins are you talking about in one of the lyrics? When we go to Him talking about the sins of our past, He wants us to learn from that. He wants us to go forward, but He doesn't want us to look back He doesn't want us to live in the guilt and shame of past sins that He has forgiven. Because the Bible said it as it is written under the new covenant, what God is able to do and in fact what He has done with our sins. As it is written, saith the Lord, I will cast your sins away from you. I will cast their sins away from them. 
as far as the east is from the west, and their sins will I remember no more. Listen, friend, God will never associate you with the sins that you have repented of and confessed before Him. He will only associate you with the forgiveness that He has granted you and the righteousness that has been brought forth and brought to you because of that forgiveness. That's why you need to quit looking back and start looking forward. Living in the now, not in the past, and not even in the future. We have a great hope in the future But I don't know about you, but I need peace right here and now. I need grace right here and now. I need love from God here and now. You know, I won't even need peace when I get to heaven. Because there will not be anything to interrupt the peace of heaven. But oh, in this troubled, fallen world, when my mind is so uh, cluttered sometimes and, and become worried, I know we shouldn't, and I know there's a way to overcome that. And I practice that, and we're going to talk about that in future broadcasts, God permitting. But friend of mine, so much of what we need now, we won't need then. Won't it be wonderful there, having no burdens to bear, walking and talking with Christ, the supernal one? Won't it be wonderful there? In the sweet by and by is another one of these great songs of hope. But friend, we're not in the sweet by and by, as you well know. We're here in the nasty now and now. The nasty here and now. But God has forgiven us. If you're a Christian, God has remitted our sins. He hasn't just covered them up. He has canceled them. And He treats us as if we had never sinned. And then we have these verses of Scripture to encourage us. See, there's no condemnation now. If you are following Jesus and not following the course of this world and not following the devil, but you have chosen to follow Jesus, friend of mine, it is all changed. Right here, right now, Paul says in Romans eight thirty three and 34, Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Hallelujah. Praise God. I believe in. it's not just that He is standing in our behalf or even praying in our behalf, but I believe He is dis- displaying uh, daily in our behalf the scars that He will bear throughout all eternity, the the atoning suffering, the atoning death, the atoning blood that He shed at the cross. Amen. In our behalf, that God may be just in forgiving us because our sins were judged in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let me read this from the Amplified. I really like this translation. It says, Who shall bring any charge against God's elect when it is God who justifies? That is, who puts us in right relationship to Himself? 
Who shall come forward and accuse or impeach those whom God has chosen? Will God, who acquits us, who is there to condemn us? Will Christ Jesus, the Messiah, who died, or rather who was raised from the dead, who is at the right hand of God, actually pleading as He intercedes for us? No, the God that gave His Son and has forgiven us based on Jesus' atoning sacrifice will not condemn us. Will Christ, who paid that price and hung on that cross until He was able to say, It is finished. It is accomplished. The sin debt, our sin debt, was paid in full if we would just repent of our sin and receive Christ as our Savior. You see, friend, the blood has been supplied by Jesus Christ so that we can be forgiven, so that we can be justified, so that we can be made right with God. The blood to accomplish that, has been supplied by Jesus Christ. But it's applied, and it must be applied to our life. And when we repent of our sin and come to Christ as our Savior, that blood and all the blessings and benefits that flow from it is applied to that person, to that soul. And today, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want to give you this opportunity right here, right now. Now is the day of salvation. This is the accepted time. Right now, you can repent of your sin. You can come to Jesus. You can receive Him as your Savior. You can confess. Tell Him. Lord, I've sinned against you. He knows it already, but He loves you and He's calling you. I'm so sorry. Forgive me. Cleanse me. And give me the strength and the grace to follow you the rest of my life and to live with you forever. God bless you. Come back next week and let's talk about Jesus.